BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always Always Use your head. You are now listening to Chair Shot Radio. Always use your head. I, I, I wonder what it is about AEW that has, has turned so many normal, like level-headed people into absolute fucking morons. I can. Can I, I give you an analogy? Can well, I the same thing happened with Donald Trump. It's the same well, shit. Exactly. Let, let me give you an analogy. And forgive me for being a big graphic, but Max, how would you feel right now? And I, and I know this is a big graphic, and I, please understand. I, I mean, no disrespect by anything what I'm gonna say. Okay, because I don't, I don't. I'm trying to make a point. Imagine if all three of us were talking, and your wife comes in here right now and just pulls your pants down and gives you a. Right, all you all you'd see is a big smile on the face. Yeah, I'm That's here for that. Back. Yeah, I'm I'm here for that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you call your wife, Max, that. and they are titter in in the camera. Yeah, call your <laughs> wife, Max. <laughs> like, like, I'm I'm here for that. Listen, yeah. it might cost me another car. <laughs> I might join in across the pond. Shit, what the fuck? Like, am <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just the voyeur of the day? I ain't got nobody over here. Right. So what was the point of that? Was that just the point of that? Go on, Max, go and get your wife. The point of that was AEW is literally doing everything they can to jack off the people that will that would yeah, that would cater to them. Yeah, it's fucked up on both sides though, because both sides are digging in the trenches. You know what I mean, and taking pot shots at each other. That, I'm just fed up with the whole industry. I'm, that, that's where I'm at right now. I'm fed up. I'm with, with you on that. I'm fed up with the companies. I'm fed up with the motherfuckers that run the companies. I'm fed up with the fans. I'm just fed up, and I love this shit. And they're making me not love this shit, and it pisses me off. Especially going back doing these mania madness and going back to when wrestling sure. was hot and it was popping, sure. and then you come back to this shit. And Braun and Shane are beefing because Shane called him stupid. Throw that motherfucker in a dumpster. This is fucking wrestling. Put him in a goddamn dumpster. You tried to kill Roman Reigns and Shane McMahon is hurting your. F- I'm done. Let me stop. Let me. Let me. No, finish. no, no. Because I want. We can get to that. We, fuck. We can let me fuck chill. I gotta. No, I gotta save something for Potter's War, man. So I can't. I can't give it all. But legit curious. 
What is WWE? What is WWE? The only thing WWE has done, I'm, and I'm talking, I'm not talking the wrestlers. I'm talking the uh, people who are in positions of power. So the EVPs and Tony or Hunter, Steph, anybody at that level. All WWE has done is the joke at the Hall of Fame, the piss and joke, and the letter after the first night. It's a, it's a race, not a marathon. What else have they said? I'm not. Talking oh, I'm about, sorry. And blood and guts. Blood and guts. I'm, I'm not talking about WWE. I'm not even talking about AEW. I'm talking about the fan bases of both. And oh, I'm well, sick we of suck. Both. I'm so, suck. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sick of the Civil War shit. Uh, That's all. And I, I got my qualms suck. with WWE because of this mania build. It's like, what the fuck, man? What are y'all doing? Two what the out. fuck y'all doing? Yeah. Two weeks I'm, I'm just I'm just pissy right now, man. Y'all gotta forgive me, man. I'm just. Oh, I like it. I'm yeah, just shit right now. A pissy Chris Platt is I don't yeah, that's that's a that's a very I don't want to finish that statement. No, I know what um, you're saying. I know what you're saying. That's it, that's good podcasting. I'm just pissed off, man. I'm just tired of everything in the fucking industry and you're fucking this shit up. And I'm saying, man, y- y'all y'all can't see it now, but what the fuck is this shit going to look like 20 years from now? Is this shit even going to be around? Is this shit going to be like Roller yeah. Derby? Yeah, it's, it's gonna be around. That yeah, and I I mean, and you know, man, you have this argument all the time about the right now versus twenty years, but I mean, there's no way that they're getting on billion everything. dollar bills. <laughs> yeah, on literally in, in life, on everything. <laughs> but there's no way they're gonna get billion dollar, multiple billion dollar deals, and they're on multiple channels on prime time networks and prime time. Uh, uh, time slots, and all of a sudden, oh yeah, nobody watches no more. No, I, I always... get that, man. WWE gonna be fine, man. When now, when they sell to Disney or or NBC <laughs> Universal, we all gonna be fucked because they already. That's another thing. They sanitizing this shit. The whole goddamn they're taking out all the offensive content. The whole goddamn industry of, is offensive content. We used to call the shit heat. Hey, 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 Darren. I think we're gonna have to just scrap our format, sir. No, I have a away, man, because I got to do Potter's War, so I can't give it all away. But I got enough venom for two shows. You ready? I think we've already started. <laughs> I think so, right? Um, okay. Um, do you want me to do a proper intro or just say, or just go from where we started recording? What you want? Just, we are head trauma. This is what we're about today. We're having a bitch and a moan. Simple as that. I had a perfect intro for us, too. I had the perfect intro. Keep that in your pocket for next week. I can't because it was plat-specific. Use your intro. My God, Ray. You have to be pernickety. Use your intro. I don't ask for much in this life, okay? Just just my goddamn intro. (laughs) Just want my goddamn I was gonna, I was gonna sing our, our old uh, Chairshot Radio intro because I, I, you know, since we've changed format, we just came. I feel like we came on. You remember that old show, uh, Crossfire? I feel like that's what this was. They used to like start arguing before like to actual introduce the people. <laughs> oh, by the way, my name is such and such. That's what we did. But yeah, um, my name is Ray Cash, aka Rants. I'm with my boy, Mr. Mags, Darren Kirkby. I have the big fish. I have my, I feel weird because it's, I feel like I got my current wife and my baby mama in the same conversation. Because if you guys know, 
the last official Chair Shot Radio before this revamp was uh, Chris Platt and the R.E.Y. Hit me with it, Platt. So listen to them clear. Light the blunts and down your beard. Oh, fuck. I fucked it up. That's okay. Good enough. Because I, I, did, I didn't know it either. But yeah, so I'm glad to have the family back. We got Chris Platt Wonder with us. Wonder why that's out of death. Oh, <laughs> because neither Platt nor I can be consistent. Pretty much. That's what it is. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. It's an honor, privilege, and pleasure coming on and chopping it up with you guys, man. So thank you for having me on. I do appreciate it. If we didn't have Tony or if we didn't have Tony or you, Max, I I don't know what we'd be doing. <laughs> you just need some consistency for all you creative people. That's what it is. So so Ray, what you're saying? So Mags is your Tony. That's what you're saying. Essentially, essentially, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I don't know whether to be uh, happy with that or offended. No, there's you many be times happy. you can be offended. No, there's many times you should be offended too. It's a little bit of both. You you can be happy, man. I, I know it's customary for me to bury Tunny on every single airwaves, but there's a reason that every show I'm on, Tunny is on as well. So that's a that was a compliment. Yeah. He's, he's, I'm gonna give him I'm a soldier. I'm gonna give 15 quick seconds of, of Tunny Love. He is legitimately one of the hardest working, most dedicated, loyal human beings I've ever met in my life. 100 percent And all of that dedication and loyalty is doubly in real life. So give Tony all the love. And we're going to go back to Barry and the son of a bitch now. Um, <laughs> we we just jumped in. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to start this shit literally from when we press record. So y'all caught about 10 minutes of just us going at it. Um, we were going to talk a whole bunch of stuff today. So, you know, I'm not as good as Tony was cutting the shit with the commercial. So I throw them motherfuckers in there when we can. But we wanted to talk UFC. We're gonna we're gonna talk that. There was a, a altercation or a good a a, a good um, debate I have with my boy Sam, and again, it's my friend about the AEW house show um, that got a little contentious with uh, Tony Khan sitting the shooters at my boy Greg, um, and you know. NXT moved to Tuesday, so the war is over, apparently. Oh, if you want to hear more about that MJF shit, man, tune in to just keep watching or keep listening to the chair shot later on this evening and tune in to Pod is War. I had to get a cheap plug in there. I apologize, but please continue. Well, that's the reason why I wanted Platt on today with me and Max, because Max and I both were uh, had the had the pristine honor of being on the new episode of Mania Madness this week from 25 to 30. So I figured... It was so good. It was so it's good. had a blast. I missed half of it because of work. But what can you do? But Thursday is Mags there already. Go somewhere. It's like we didn't even miss you. They wouldn't Remember? have even known unless you told them. <laughs> that the first rule of radio <laughs> slash podcasting slash television, they don't know unless you tell them, Ray. You keep saying kayfabe, but I introduce myself on every podcast as Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. So clearly, kayfabe does not mean anything to me. <laughs> or anybody in the wrestling industry at this point, but I digress. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's a conduit now. It is, it's, it's an entertainment medium. It is not its own niche anymore. But yeah, I wanted to kind of give three days of Platt and Mags. Let Platt have Potter's War... 
Chair Shot Radio with us, DWI on Friday, or Friday night, right? Yeah, but I'm not going to be on that Mellow Farmer. Oh, well, okay. But I, so, I, well, okay. But yes, Menu Madness and then the Chair Shot Radio they have on Saturday. Mags, all 15 his shows that come out tomorrow, or t- t- today, technically, Thursday. I wanted to big up my brothers, man, you know? Respect. Yeah, I'm happy to be on with you guys, man. And Mags, it was a pleasure working with you, man. Uh, make sure you guys check out Many of Madness, debuting every Friday right here on thechairshot.com. And we had a ball, man. It was a great show. And I'm I'm very proud of the work that we've been doing on that show. And I'm really excited and happy that we got to have both of you gentlemen on, man. I thought it was a really good episode. I've known Chris a long time. I've worked with Chris a long time in a lot in a lot of different capacities. I've never seen Chris work this hard. And that's not a diss. That just goes to show how seriously he's taking this. So y'all need to listen to the shit. And, and it comes through. It absolutely comes through. Like I said to you on, uh, after recording, even if I weren't uh, a part of the show, I, I would have still listened to every single one because it's such a great show. You can feel the passion that you guys have, have got for wrestling uh, comes through and... and yeah, it's been outstanding. I can't wait to hear uh, our episode back. Thank you, guys, man. I, I really appreciate it. And, and Ray, you're right, man. It's been a labor of love, but you know, because Tony and I, we've we've had this conversation, and we knew that this could be something special if we put the work in. And I feel like we've both put the work in, and I feel as if that comes across in each and every episode. So, seriously, man. All jokes aside, man, from the bottom of my heart, thank both of you guys. I, I really do appreciate it. And shout out to everybody that's reached out to me and let me know that they appreciate and enjoy the show as well, man. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. Thank you. Um, So we've already hit you with a bit of crossfire at the beginning. We've done some intros and we've sucked each other's dicks for about 10 minutes. Let's take <laughs> a break. Let's come back and let's have some real structured discourse. Um, and while we take a break, I'd like for you, yes, you listening, to go to prowrestlingtees.com slash the chair shot. Go buy some stuff. Help pay for these ventures. Help a young Mags grow up and get the foster home he's always wanted. Okay? Go buy some shirts. We'll be right back. So when I record with you, Mags, one of my favorite things is the visual behind you. Okay. I think you have one of the dopest kind of recording Y'all can't see it. I know this is audio. We'll get to video eventually. But you have one of the dopest audio. I mean, to be, like, to be yeah. fair, they can see it on the live uh, um, five round that we put out. Yes, at like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> but to describe it, it's a picture of Conor McGregor with like a really dope, uh, like one of his uh, quotes. And mm-hmm. all of the UFC belts, the IWGP US title, the AEW world title, the IC title, and I love it. And every time I think about that, I get excited because you and I are both big fight fans, and Mr. Platt is becoming a big fight fan, and there was no bigger fight this year than Francis Ngannou versus the G-H-O-A-T, Mr. Stipe Miocic. And uh, can, can, I give, can I give a really bad pun? No. Okay, well, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> Francis, Francis told Stipe and Gano 
But um, okay. I'm. I'll go ahead. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna go in the corner. To be fair, though, I feel as if the biggest fight of this year was white supremacists versus the Capitol building. But shout out to this one. It's a it, it's in the top five. I'm not saying I'm just saying to be fair, we didn't pay for that. Ah, we kind of did, man. Our, our uh, tax dollars. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Which I didn't pay for either. Oh, oh. hey, too much. cut. <laughs> Max, talk to me, man. You, this, this is your foray. I already we talked about it a bit on five rounds. You know, I messaged you guys, you and Carlos, uh, the British world champion, apparently. And uh, no, apparently about it. It's that is facts. My bad, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, that means he could be my ass if I see him. So yes, I'm sorry, Carlos. What did you think, man? Talk to me. Of of the show itself, uh, I thought it was for a number of people. They've, they've been. Recently, they've been relatively lackluster because you're getting the the very best fighters fighting against the very best, and they kind of always seem to cancel each other out. Each other out. So me and Carl have actually enjoyed the the the, the lesser cards where you get the hungrier fighters um, who seem to have more more to 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 be aiming for. But this card kicked all of the ass. Every mm-hmm. single fight on this main card. Just was an absolute. But you had a forty-second minute knockout of Karma uh, Worthy in, in the first fight. I mean, Karma Worthy has been absolutely slaying fools, but he's had this issue with uh, being consistent and and not being able to keep the wins coming. And he absolutely got uh, he got stanky legged by a uh, by Jeremy <laughs> Malarca. He did. He, he legitimately did the Ric Flair collapse, where he walked for about four or five steps and then went bang. Genuine, the Fosbury flop that was real. So then we followed that up with a a, a really kind of uh, cool technical match uh, with uh, Julian Robertson and uh, Miranda uh, Maverick. Question Miranda for Maverick. you. Question for you. Are you shocked Miranda got thirty twenty seven and thirty twenty seven by two judges? Because mm-hmm. Julian won one of them rounds. She won the second round. I think so. And mm-hmm. so that, but Vegas judges so. Yeah, uh, and um, another shout-out to Carlos. He actually interviewed uh, Dean Thomas, former UFC fighter and uh, Jillian's head coach. So you can uh, find that in the archives. But, yeah, um, I think it showed Miranda uh, Miranda Maverick has got uh, a ground game as well because she absolutely dominated that third round and got the the deserved victory. Um, Third third match, Sean O'Malley, the clown of UFC. this guy could have had a first-round walk-off knockout if he'd had just taken his time, but no. Uh, ended up getting the third-round knockout instead. Um, back on form uh, after that uh, broken ankle incident. Call one, of the best, one, of, one, of the, one of the best actual hammer fists you will ever see. Oh, that, that slept ever. Thomas Almeida. Slept him. Uh, but uh, shout-out to Thomas Almeida, though, because that motherfucker's got a chin. The he last three rounds, whooping. He took a whooping. Um, the co-main event was probably the most disappointing for me. Um, we mentioned it last time about um, Tyron Woodley being um, maybe not wanted to be in the game anymore. This fight proved it. No, 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 no. There will not be Tyrone Woodley slander. On these airwaves, he doesn't want to be in the game anymore. He's clearly past his prime, but I feel like UFC missed 
an, an opportunity. I feel as if this guy should have been a star. He should have been a household name. I know him and Dana didn't really get along and they butt heads a little bit. So I think that's kind of what leads into that. But you can't tell me five years ago he wasn't one of the best fighters in the world. He had yeah, a legendary but... title reign. Two years. He was a beast. It was amazing. He made a good pay Yeah. It, it shows that the drop-off is quick. You can be at the top and then the very next fight, you, 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 you're down in the scrubs. He, he didn't want it in the last fight. Uh, this was him just seeing his contract out. Um, I mean, it, it, it started fresh, though. It started like maybe this was the Tyron Woodley of old. But then Vincente Luque, who I like as a fighter, but he's always going to be uh, he's always going to be like a, a gatekeeper. He just he just put a whooping on him, and uh, Tyron didn't want that smoke, so that was that. So let's get to this juicy main event. Whoo! What's up with that? What's up with that? But uh, <laughs> so did you go back? And, did you watch some of them? Sent me the videos. He sent me the, the, <laughs> Robert, the Robin Williams and um, Robert De Niro one. Uncomfortable uh, <laughs> silence. It was it was equal parts ridiculous and hilarious, but Kel still look or uh, Keenan still looks like Keenan from Keenan and Kel. He's never grown. No, he looks exactly the same. He's like forty three. Yeah, that's mental. Anyway, on to this fight. People were saying that Stipe was going to school and Garner. I knew it weren't going to happen. This is a, a different animal. Um, if you if you go back to the first fight, there was loads of reports about Ngannou not um, not putting as much effort in. He had a fallout with his coaches. He wasn't training much. Uh, he had a, a a big chip on his shoulder, and he got he got wrestle fucked from Stipe. As simple as that. He got he got took to school. Uh, this Francis Ngannou learned so many lessons. He learned how to wrestle. He learned how to counter-wrestle. He learned patience. And that was the winner for this fight. It wasn't the fact that he was able to stuff Stipe's um, um, uh, wrestling and, and to, to land those hammer blows. It was he didn't go all in and walk into a problem. He knew to take his time, pick his shots off, and he absolutely deserves to be the, the most deadliest man on the planet today. That that jab that spun Stipe's jaw in the second round, there was no power behind it, but yet it, it killed Stipe. Absolutely killed him. Um, and Stipe got a chin. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, he took nine uh, rounds of whippings from Daniel Cormier. And Daniel Cormier laid it on him. Um, I don't know if it's going to be the end of Stipe or not. Um, but it's it's certainly the end of his uh, his uh, run as as the as the champion, and it's a scary, scary man as as, as the top dog now. Only one person, uh, probably in his in his well, in his well, line. Well, hold on for that. Hold on, because I want to get to that. But I do want to make one point, and I want to give God. that a chance. <laughs> you did say you said, and you're right. Uh, it wasn't just that he was able to sprawl and stop the takedowns, but it was that he didn't jump into situations he would have been privy to jump into. But one of the things I think I love about MMA more than boxing is that there are beautiful subtleties in the things that are boring to other people, right? Um, switching position, going from full mount to side mount, the, just I positioning. They're beautiful in, in kind of like a chess kind of way. The scariest thing I've ever seen a fighter do in my lifetime was when the Nganu stopped that uh when he stopped that takedown. 
Because and, I, and everybody tweeted about it. The whole world was like, oh, he's going to die. He's going to die tonight. Well, it didn't, it didn't just stop the takedown, though. He instantly transitioned to get Stipe's back. So Stipe had to turtle, and he was taking hammer shots from, from behind. Like so six or seven of things. Yeah. And, and that's where uh, the old Francis Ngannou would have gassed himself out. He would have tried mm-hmm. to punch Stipe out, uh, but he didn't. He pulled back because he knew that there, there, was a, there was better chances coming. Uh, and that's a scary dude when um, he knows how to to wait for for his shot. Absolutely frightening. Chris. I, I got to be honest. So, number one, what you said, Ray, about UFC, that's why I love boxing as well, because uh, the chess match is basically chess with violence. You know what I mean? The, that's why it's called yeah, the sweet science. But, but it's only you, I, so much you can do in boxing. There's a lot more in MMA. But, yes, you're absolutely right. No, that's fair. That's fair. But that's, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make that argument. That's fair. We're saying the same thing. Yeah. But I bought into the Stipe hype. I had drank the Stipe Kool-Aid because I knew where UFC wanted to go with it. And I, I think we're going to get to that here momentarily. But we all know where UFC wanted to go with it. It seems like they're still going to go there. We just had a bit of a detour. Go ahead. Bring it, bring it home, Max. So, there is, for me, there's one person who's next in line. That person tweeted instantly, instantly after the, the fight had finished, saying, show me the money. Um, Dana White, uh, as much as I love the guy for what he's, what he's uh, brought with MMA and UFC, the guy's a dickhead. He's a full-on dickhead. Yeah. He, he's seen this year uh, many of his golden gooses be slayed, absolutely slayed. You've got Conor McGregor, who's probably one fight away from losing all his credibility, um, all his champ. I mean, he's always going to be a draw, but exactly. if he loses, to no, the- no, 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 Con- Izzy Adesanya. Oh yeah, it's, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for Izzy, he still keeps his luster because he stepped up. It's like the, sure, it's but that, he got handily beat though. Oh yeah, but it's like the Max Holloway thing. He stepped okay. up from uh, from okay. featherweight, uh, couldn't uh, couldn't quite get it done at, at light, uh, lightweight. Dropped back down to featherweight, and he was an animal again. But uh, Dana's lost a lot of his big stars, uh, and a lot of like uh, halos have shifted. But the one person, right or wrong, who has been consistent through their career has always been Bones. Yeah, he's had his issues. Um, as as many other fighters. I mean, Connor, God's sake, was beating up old old guys in a in a in a bar in Ireland, throwing um, uh, pallet trucks through bus windows. But yet, when Bones said, "I'll show me the money," Dana just took that as if to say he's, he doesn't want the fight, saying, "Oh, he's going to be cutting down to one eighty now." Absolutely, the guy took six months off from UFC to to make that that healthy move to heavyweight. He knew what was coming. He didn't go in this and think, if uh, Ngannou wins, I'm dropping back down. Absolutely not. He knew that this smoke was coming. And I think in, in, the, in the, the world of MMA, if there's one person who can handle Ngannou, it's definitely John Ball Jones. But the dude wants paying what he thinks he's worth. He's seen guys like Nate Diaz, a middle-of-the-road uh, fighter, get millions for a fight. He's seen Jorge Masvidal, another person with a, a spotty record in MMA, get millions for for, uh, for fighting. Conor McGregor, 
biggest biggest star in MMA get absolutely millions. He wants what he's worth, and it's as simple as that. This is this will be the biggest fight in MMA, and he wants to, he wants to be paid accordingly. Uh, and I don't see a problem with that. It's just that his boss does. Well, and I don't want to steer all the way into this skid, but this is kind of my issue that I brought up earlier with uh, Tyrone Woodley and and Dana White. And it, it's similar. I, I'm not going to go there, but what I'm saying is, Mags, you're a thousand percent correct. We all know this is going to be the biggest fight in UFC history, but Dana is trying to stall John out because he doesn't want to pay that price tag. So he's going to try to stall him out as long and as much as he can to try to get that price tag down. Now, will it happen? Stay tuned, I, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he's I, already, I, he's, he's already quick, pulled man, it up. Go on. I, I apologize, man. I just want to say, okay. I think that we're going to, next month, the the Usman and Masvidal fight that's taking place in Jacksonville where they're trying to have full capacity. I think oh, that's going to be... Exactly. But I think that's going to be a litmus test to see what type of, uh, I guess, leverage John has. Because if they're able to sell that place out without any incidents, that gives Dana a lot more leverage in the negotiations with John. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and he's already uh, uh, tried to put a replacement uh, in in the spot to to maybe kind of panic Bones. He, he said that Derek Lewis may be, uh, may be up for that spot. And no disrespect to Derek Lewis, I love the guy. That he is just one of the characters in in MMA, but this Francis Ngannou puts Derek Lewis to sleep very very quickly. Yeah, Der- Der- so Derek Lewis, I think, has accepted his role as the twenty twenty one Rampage Jackson. I'm here for some fun. Mm-hmm. I'm taking serious Roy, when I want to take it serious. Roy Nelson. Roy, he's Roy Nelson, man. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's that, that's a that's a more apt comparison. And you've said that before. Um, first off, let me say this. The fight, we talked about this, Mags. Joe, uh, Nganu Jones and Usman, I mean, uh, not Usman, Nganu Jones and Adesanya Whitaker at Lagos. That's the move. And Lagos with Kinshasa. That's the move, I think. Rubble in the jungle, too, if you want to call it that or whatever. Secondly, you guys said everything right about Bones Jones. But I think because we like Bones and because he's so good and because Dana is such a shit human, a human, but a shitty person. He's not a shit human, but a shitty person. I think we forget how badly Jones has fucked up. Mm-hmm. John Jones is absolutely untrustworthy in every sense of the word trust. He don't deserve none of it. I don't care how good he is. He has shown three times, not once. Not twice, but three times. He cannot be trusted. So I think, and I'm I'm usually always pro company. He's lucky. He still got a chance to fight in the in the UFC. Now, in terms of deserve, his resume deserves what he's asking for. I'm completely with him on that. But I don't jump as quickly as you guys do to admonish Dana, knowing that. It's a chance Jones might even make the damn fight. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, but the if he makes his fight, UFC make bank on this, on the back of Bones and Ngannou, and you're not telling me that Ngannou, as champion, will not get a new bumper deal. Absolutely he will. Oh, sure, so, sure. But Bones has been champion since the times he, he had a murderous roll. when he He's absolutely, never lost. 
Yeah, he, when he absolutely ran through uh, Rashad, when he ran through Rampage, when he ran through Leoto, he has beat the best so of the best. Yeah, he's built. He's beat absolute killers, and I, 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 I mean, I understand he's had some bad times, and I've been the first to to uh, give him grief for it. Um, I mean, hiding under his training uh, octagon so he didn't have to do a piss test. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Hitting a pregnant woman and running away. Ridiculous. This guy is 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 like a child sometimes. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is, he's now probably one of Dana's top two stars. And he, he's, he knows what he's worth. Uh, so he's tweeted earlier on today and said he had a brief uh, meeting with uh, uh, the... Uh, Hunter, who's the lawyer for UFC, um, and he was told that he's looking at getting eight to ten million. Uh, Bones has said no, that's too low. So <laughs> your boy, your boy Derek Lewis tweeted pretty much straight away. Went, I'll do it for eight million. Hey, cocaine's expensive, bro. It, it it's funny because I'm I'm always pro labor, and I can't argue anything that. Either of you guys have said with John Jones, he's a major world class fuck up. It just is what it is. But talent gets treated differently. And one of my most favorite sayings that I go to all the time: "You never in this life." And kids, if you're listening, listen to this and internalize this because this is the gospel. You'll never hear anything realer. In this life, you won't ever get what you're worth. You get. What you have the leverage to negotiate. Facts. Facts. 100 percent facts. Um, and we can even move that towards uh wrestling that we're gonna kind of switch gears to in a second. Go ahead, Max. I was just gonna say, um, you're talking about leverage and you're absolutely right. And the issue now is that um Ungano has just destroyed the the heavyweight goal. So yeah. Bones has got a lot of leverage as much as as i like uh derrick lewis as much as i like curtis blades they don't sell like a bones fat nowhere yeah. near like a bones fat and bones as 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 again has put on his his twitter someone replied to him uh saying any combat fan uh fan will be buying this uh pay-per-view no question and bones has said something and i totally agree this fight has the potential to bring in hundreds of thousands of new fans from around the world. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely. And the majority of them is going to be from Africa. Did you see the video of Cameroon watching Nganu win? It's hometown. Uh, they loved it. Yeah. And like I said, this fight in Lagos with uh, with um, with uh, uh, Usman on the undercard. Or is, you, is he on the undercard? Izzy makes more sense, I think, right now because Usman is fighting next month and he's gonna fight a, a tough, a tough fight. Mm-hmm. Like Masvidal is gonna bring it to him with having time to actually train well, an actual training camp. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll no, he's gonna get beat handily, I think, because Usman's a better fighter. But Masvidal is very sneaky in the fact that Masvidal is Masvidal. What they call it? What you call him? Hood Jesus or whatever you call him? Street, Street Jesus. Jesus. Street Jesus. Masvidal come from the he come from that Kimbo slice background of hey man I'm gonna get my ass beat but you are gonna feel this shit when you wake up. So that, that's how I think it's gonna go. It's gonna go the exact same way the first one with. If Masvidal can't catch him in that first round, Uzma's just gonna wear him out. Masvidal will last longer than three rounds. Okay, so. so the second round. 
Uzman's still gonna wear him out if he okay. can't if Masvidal can't catch him within the first couple rounds. It's a wrap. Fair. That's the that's the crazy thing about the Masvidal that I think is his best attribute is that for the pace he runs, it's he has a Clay Guida esque pace. He doesn't seem to tire out in later rounds like most crazy strikers do. So that that's that, I don't know if you can call that a skill, but it's a skill. It's definitely um, a skill it, when you yeah, fight. Card, I, I'm sure cardio is the, one of the hardest things to 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 Im, Im, improve in MMA. Facts. Yeah, and I'm sure all of us on this line have been into a, 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 a altercation before. You get tired very quickly when you're fighting. It doesn't seconds, take right? long. Thirty <laughs> seconds. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you got thirty seconds of these hands, and I'm about to I'm about to take your ass down, and try to choke you out because I got too much mo on the on the ground. I am I am one hundred percent a jujitsu guy. <laughs> I will get you down and stretch you. Um, and I'm a heel. I got to get the drop on you. You know what I mean? Because I got hands, but if you get inside of me, man, I'm not the the most. I'm 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 skinny. I'm six two and I'm like a buck eighty five. So if you get inside of me, man, it's not a whole lot. That. Yeah, I love it's not a whole lot. Try to break to that. Not a whole lot I could do. So I got to get the drop on you. It, it it is what it is, man. I got to get the drop on you. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna do what I gotta do. This, this is my go to, Max. I take this hand. I know y'all can't see it because we're podcasting, but I take this hand and I put out all my fingers. And when I know that it's about to go down, I'm going to take this hand and I'm going to hit it right in your throat. And you're immediately going to grab your throat because I'm cutting off your oxygen. And then I'm going to take my right elbow and I'm going to slash it across your temple. You're going to start bleeding. You're going to fall to the ground and I'm going to jump on your ass. And hopefully I don't run out of wind before somebody comes, breaks it up. (laughs) (laughs) classic fine i mean for me i'd I'd be a lot like ray i would just go straight for the takedown bully her with with size and just ground and pound until i can feel uh your bones crushing in between my fingers i i have legitimately choked a person out before that's not a joke so like like and it's it's hilarious huh weird flex it is it is a weird flex right but i have like you know when you're wrestling with your boys mm-hmm. like nobody liked wrestling with me because i would always get you down and get you in a rear naked and you about to he didn't tap he just he just, just fell asleep and i thought he was joking and then i left and like he came out the house like groggy like what you do <laughs> i was like oh shit you was really out my bad <laughs> Shout out to that rear naked too. That is uh saved my ass a couple of times too. And you, I just got to keep squeezing before they start punching me in my ribs. You know what I mean? So I just got to stop. I got to squeeze. I got to get you to the ground, and then I'm going to wrap my legs around you, and prayerfully you pass out before you realize, hey, I should punch him in the ribs. I mean that that's why it's it's so good when I'm I get to watch my two boys train because they're no submission moves that you would never even suspect. They know counters and counters to the counters and they know how to get out of almost every kind of position that you're in. They, 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 they're like little spider monkeys. They're so, so wiry. It's amazing to see. Like, Luke uh, choked him off the darts. I had never seen that in a fight before. I had never seen that version of a choke. It, so, yeah, there's so much, so, so many ways... It's it's really crazy because there's so many ways to hurt you <laughs> in in, a, in an MMA perspective. Um, so we've had some fun. Um, we need to get to a more serious matter. 
Mr. Platt started off the show, uh, well, the, the cold open part of the show, pretty heated. And if you want to hear more of that, a continuation of that, listen to Pied's War coming out later on this week on The Chair Shot. But we kind of, I want to transition. In fact, you know what? We're going to take a break. We're going to come right back. That way we can kind of even us out a little the bit. Palette. Yeah. So, yeah, give us a minute. We'll be back. Uh, you listen to the chairshot.com, chairshot radio, head trauma Thursdays. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So, gentlemen... It's funny how things that aren't really controversial can become controversial. Seems to happen a lot of in, in the wrestling in the wrestle sphere. Um, but the news came out um, last 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 week, I would say, like the, towards the end of the weekend, that AW is holding a house show the Friday of WrestleMania week. Now. A multitude of things that are off about that. Number one, Cody has come out multiple times saying he would never, ever, or the company would never, ever piggyback off of WrestleMania weekend. Now, the first retort to that is, and I understand, is Jacksonville and Tampa are three hours away. My retort to you are, is, those you say that is, you must not be from the South. Because if you're from the South, I drove an hour to work regularly for five years. In the South... We don't measure by miles, measure by time. So a three-hour drive is not out of the realm of possibility, especially if you are there for the sole purpose of vacationing. Mm-hmm. It is not out of the realm of possibility to drive from Jacksonville to Tampa, to Tampa to Jacksonville, watch the show, spend the night, drive back to Tampa in the morning to catch back with everything else. That is not without the realm of possibility. That's, and that it just is what it is. No diss anybody, but it's just that's so that argument is not factual. But the other thing about it that made it interesting was a bit of the response. We're going to get into a friend of mine and the debate slash argument we had about it, but I would like to read the head honcho of the chair shot, Mr. Greg DeMarco's tweet that caused a literal shitstorm. This is a direct quote, and you can follow this man at chair shot, Greg. Quick question. Is anyone calling out AEW and Tony Khan for the fact that running a house show on Friday, April the 9th, only hurts the independent promotions running in Florida for WrestleMania week. WWE doesn't have fans that night, 
So this is really a slap in the face of the Indies. That one tweet caused, right now, it's at 63 quote tweets, 89 likes, and 13 retweets. Now, that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but if you actually read the tweets that are being quoted or responding to it, you'd understand the levels. When I say understand the levels, MJF is responded to this young man. Other people have alluded to it. I'm talking other contracted AEW employees have alluded to it in their tweets, like like subtweeting almost. It's amazing that something like this has become so big. I really want to get into the discourse me and my friend Sir Sam had, but I want to give you guys a chance to kind of respond to this so far because it is a lot of layers to this conversation to the actual situation to all of the responses and arguments but your first thoughts gentlemen so i i hate to blue ball the audience but if you would really want to get my entire thoughts about this whole situation you guys need to tune into potter's war later on this evening on chair shot radio network i do apologize but I will say this, you know, I'm just so tired of the Civil War because everybody's going back and forth. And I've seen a lot of backlash towards AEW and obviously particularly this this tweet. But it's like people are digging in their heels. It's WWE versus AEW. And the fact of the matter is, it's a small percentage of fans because at no time in this country have less people been paying attention to wrestling than they do right now. You can't even argue that with me. That's a fact. You can't argue that. And I'm I'm just so sick and tired of the Civil War because we're all wrestling fans. We all love wrestling. We all want this shit to thrive. And everybody's just digging in their heels on both sides. And I, I, I'm going to have some more venom for AEW. Don't, 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 don't discredit that. I just can't give it all away, man, because I got to go report, record Potter's War, which is going to be out Thursday. Th- today. It's going to be out today. But I'm sick of these fucking fans just going back and forth thinking, like, this is the biggest shit in the world. And in the big scheme of things, nobody gives a shit. The fact of the matter is, the more companies that we have, it's better for the industry. It's better for the workers, it's better for the men and women that dedicate their lives to this shit and sacrifice their bodies to this shit. They got more places to go. The refs got more places to go. There's more backstage places for people to go and work and stuff like that. I'm just tired of all this discourse, man, and it doesn't make any sense. You're yelling at fucking clouds. Nobody else gives a shit. But you're so insulated in your little Twitter world right now, and you think like this is the biggest shit ever. Guess what? It's not. Nobody outside of your bubble gives a shit what's going on right now. And we we're just sniping with each other. And I hate to play the Rodney King card, but goddamn it, can't we all just get along? Shit. We all love wrestling. And then you got these dirt sheets, these motherfuckers, these fucking mouth breathers that wouldn't know their they don't know a wrist lock from a wrist watch, but let them tell it. 
They think they know everything because I read Meltzer. I read Keller. I read this. I read that. They think they know what the fuck is going on. Never even stepped foot in a goddamn ring or even had a fucking altercation in real life. But you think you know what's going on from your grandmother's basement eating your Tostino pizza rolls and your goddamn hot pockets. I'm sick of you motherfuckers trying to drive this narrative. I'm sick of these nerds, and I'm a nerd. I don't have a problem with nerds, but these fucking geeks that ain't had pussy since pussy had them trying to talk about shit and drumming up all this bullshit, and it's fucking up the industry that I love. I love this shit. I fucking love this shit. I've been watching it since I was eight fucking years old. I'm 40 years old right now. The only thing I've been doing more or longer than watching wrestling is eating, pissing, and shitting, and sleeping. That's it. I love this shit. And you're fucking this shit up. And you're driving people away because you might have an opportunity to get some more people to watch this shit, but you driving these motherfuckers away. This is this, bullshit. This is like the fucking the, the Star Wars nerds or the fucking Marvel nerds. I'm sick of this shit. Shut the fuck up. Eat your fucking hot pockets. Get the fuck off the internet. Go get some sun. Maybe go try to find a woman or if even a man if you're into that sort of thing. Because there ain't nothing wrong with that. Try to find you a significant other. Try to find you a life. Make some fucking money. Do something with yourself. Leave a mark on this fucking earth. But God damn it, quit fucking up this shit that I love. That's all I got, man. I can't give you so much. That's all I got. Will not. Lou, uh, did, could y'all hear the ether in the background? I was playing the ether instrument. Could y'all hear that? Yes, we can hear the ether, and I, I, I it almost broke me. I'm not gonna lie, I almost started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Max, please. I, I hate that you have to respond or retort after that, but floor is yours. I mean, I feel a lot of the same kind of thoughts. This, I mean, I've been getting kind of um, just just pissed off with the internet community because every single person knows everything that there is to know about wrestling or they think that they know it and my issue is Greg has done so much for the indie scene he runs a promotion, he did the Hall of Fame and, and then all the comments or the majority of the comments are coming from people who have never worked in the business and they're just simping for AEW. And that's the issue, that they they think that the, the wrestling world begins and ends with AEW, and it doesn't. Uh, I, I think Greg has a lot of valid points, and, and as do you, um, people are going to go and want to watch this show, and it is going to affect those little companies who build a a business around what happens at WrestleMania. That that event at WrestleMania sets them up for the next 12 months. And if you're having 15,000 fans depart that area to go and watch an AEW um, event, you're taking money out of their pockets. And the the thing that, that pisses me off the most about it is it's the lies they keep telling. Yeah, we're not here to compete with WWE every week. There's shots after shots after shots with WWE. Yeah, results are going to matter. The the um, the win loss records are going to matter. They don't mean shit. It absolutely means nothing. Yeah, um, Dark is is not going to be like um, um, 
uh, AEW light. It absolutely is. Dark Elevation is definitely going to be different to, to Dark. It's not. It's the same show. And people are just keep drinking this bullshit Kool-Aid. Now, you are getting some fans now who are waking up and going, look, you, you, you're not. The, the kind of the sheen is wearing off. But there's still so many fans. Like you said, there were 63 quote comments. And if two of them supported Greg, I would be very surprised. These people have not got a clue how indie wrestling works, but they all talk like they're an expert, and that's what pisses me off. And it's making me so despondent with the wrestling community that there's times I think, fuck it, what am I still doing in this in this, in this this uh, kind of click? I have more fun in football Twitter and in MMA Twitter than I ever do in wrestling Twitter nowadays. It's it's bad. I'm with you, Mags. I'm that's literally where I'm at right now. Like I'm at my wits end. It's like, why do I continue to do this? And I'm not even on Twitter all like that because of the the very reasons you brought up. It's like I don't want to deal with that bullshit. And mm-hmm. and everybody and the thing about social media, man, it it the great thing about social media is that it gives everybody a voice. And that's the worst thing about it. And the wor- that's also the worst thing about social media is that it gives everybody a voice and everybody's not qualified to speak on everything, but they feel like they can. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've been, I, I can't speak for you two gentlemen. I can speak for Max because I know exactly when Max kind of started his foray into content creation. I don't know exactly when you started, Platt, and I'm, I'm not trying to show my age here, but my very first column when I started decide when I decided to start doing this was January fourth, twenty twenty ten. So I've been blessed enough to have been writing columns, doing podcasts, or collaborating in some form or fashion on the internet in wrestling for major sites for eleven years now. Multiple sites, multiple venues, things of that nature. I have I'm totally blessed in that regard because I'm still blown away that anybody gives a fuck what I have to say. That's genuine. But I have been on the fuck the fans thing from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, I have had to soften my stance because I alienate people. And I never want to do that. Uh, the recurring joke about the way me and Darren became friends. I, I, I went so hard on the fans, I got fired from the show. Because, because it was that serious to me. I mean, we, we, were, we were friends before that, but that was like the, the catalyst for me to like reach yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, we were we were I think associates because of the show, and then we started talking more personally, and then I've been blessed to become, as far as I'm concerned, a gi- legitimate friend outside of this wrestling shit, right? Yeah, you you are out. Eh, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. The the feeling is absolutely mutual. But I, I I've been on I've been on this just as long as you guys have, and I've 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 tried to make this point, and and I mean I've I've. Turn so many potential listeners or potential followers or potential, I hate the word fans because I'm no better than anybody else, but if you want to use that word fans away, because of my stance on that, but my stance is very simple. People in general, people in, in individually are very intelligent. People in mass are stupid. Mm-hmm. And fans uh-huh. think in mass. Hive mindset. I've been to wrestling shows where literally one person starts to chant and 15 seconds later, everybody's chanting it. I've been to shows legitimately, not just not just house shows, but tape shows, where at the time when Roman Reigns was, was being shoved down our throats and everybody hated him, he comes out in the show 
the entire crowd boos. As soon as they see the show's over, he comes out again, the entire crowd cheers. Literally. And so the hive mindset's always killed me. But it's not just the hive mindset about my favorite wrestler. It's the hive mindset about I know better than the company. And that's the one that gets me. Like, I could rock with you if you really rocking with your boy. Because ultimately, that's what, or girl, I apologize, because women's wrestling, honestly, is better than men's wrestling right now. Um, you rock, you're supposed to rock with your, your, your favorite wrestler, your favorite superstar or whatnot. That's what you're supposed to do, right? You know, I grew up being the biggest Shawn Michaels mark in the world. I was DX chopping at school, um, which you're supposed to do. But when you sit here and think that you can be Vince, or, be, or not that you can be Vince, that Vince is wrong because of what you think, or that Gato don't know how to book because you can book all these crazy things, that's when it gets to a point where it's not just fun and not just conjecture and just just bullshitting with my boys or my girls, but that's when it gets dangerous. And I say dangerous because these things affect people. And I know I'm jumping way out the window here and, and, and thinking about a small subset, but I think of people like Hannah Kamara. You know what I'm saying? There was another young lady, I believe, that just that just um, had a... Oh, no, not she didn't die. Maki, Maki Ito. And I think of these people that get pushed off of Twitter. And if you want to go outside of wrestling Twitter, uh, Kelly Marie Tran from uh, and, and John Boyega from Star Wars. These fans think they know so much better than the people who are doing the jobs that they literally inundate and assault verbally and emotionally these people and don't allow them to be on... If anybody ever gets run off Twitter... It's ridiculous. Even if you should get run off Twitter, it's still ridiculous that the backlash is so bad that you can't handle that. And I, I, I just find it asinine. And then so we look at it from this perspective. The very first response that my boy said was, if Greg cared about the Indies, I wasn't going to respond to shit. That's when I said, you don't even know him. If you, if you knew anything about Greg, and this, trust me, I promise you, we're not cable film because we, we write or podcast on his network. If I never knew Greg, if I, if I didn't give a shit about Greg, facts are facts. I can't say nothing about a guy who owns and, and books of, of one of the bigger promotions in Phoenix. By the way, in case you guys don't know, Phoenix is, oh yeah, ho-hum, the sixth biggest city in the country. You know what I'm saying? So, like, clearly, and he didn't just start this year. He hasn't been booking for two years. This man been booking for almost 15 years. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are we doing? Like, like, come with your facts. I'm, I'm cool with your hot takes. I get that. That's what makes the industry go around. That's the reason why First Take and uh, the, the show with Uncle Shannon is so hot and skip. Because it's hot takes. That's what we want to hear. But ultimately, when you're really going to talk about a person, a genuine person, come with some facts, bro. Take a second. Secondly, secondly, understand that it is okay for someone or something you like and really admire to be fucked up. I love the WWE. I love the WWE. I also understand that they are one of the most corrupt organizations in all of entertainment. They are not mutually exclusive. I can say that. I can say Vince McMahon is a piece of shit. Vince McMahon is a horrible, horrible businessman. And I can also say that man is a genius in the same breath and not feel bad about it one bit. And it's okay to say 
that AEW gives it, it affect it, it it caters to exactly what you want as a fan. That it gives people that you never thought had a shot or a chance to to be stars stars. That it is different than Vince and what what uh you've been seeing from WWE and all the things you want. And you can also say Tony Khan is a carny. You can also say Tony Khan is full of shit. You can also say Cody's full of shit. The Bucks are full of shit. And Kenny Omega can't book a goddamn thing. All of these things can be true at the same time. But because I care so much and because I'm such a stan, none of that, I, it's, it's, I'm not one of those people that like to believe that we can't talk anymore. I think that's asinine. I think that's dog whistling. I think that's just an easy way to start an argument, right? But we can't even understand each other anymore. That's the bigger problem. I can't even understand you because you won't even allow your fandom to take that guard down and try to understand what I'm telling you. I literally had to show my guy factual evidence. I'm going to give you an example of this. Give you two the two examples of the factual evidence I had to show my guy, and then I'm going to shut up and give it back to you guys. One, the uh, GCW, which is probably the biggest actual indie running in the WWE right now, I mean, in, in the country right now, in America, they... Spring Break is normally their biggest show of the year. Spring Break is on Friday night. If you look at if you look at the the website and all the information, the 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 venue where that they're holding Spring Break holds two thousand people, but they said because of COVID they're only going to do 10 percent of the people. So imagine that now AW and their first ever house show, which is in the way historic, because this is a company who said we're not gonna run, we're not really gonna run house shows. Three hours down the road, chooses to run a house show of fifty-two weeks, the one week a year where they got WWE and all the fans coming for WWE three hours away. So now, what a, I gotta make a choice. Do I wanna be one of those two hundred? Or do I wanna drive down to Jacksonville? Mm-hmm. It's number and one. It, Go ahead. The thing is, it's it's not even just a house show, because it's been it's been um, advertised as the house always wins. No TV exclamation mark. You can only see this event live exclamation mark. Yep. It, it, this it's is this. Yeah, it's a big show. The second thing, real quick, and then I'm done because I, I know I've talked way too way too long here. The the second thing is that. Uh, if you, it it's crazy to me that I got thrown off. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I know. Yeah, it just completely threw me off. My bad. That's insider baseball Passion. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but there's the the this y'all talk. I'll I'll remember it. It'll come back to me. Go ahead. No. Oh no. I remember. Funny. I remember. I remember. I'm sorry. The second thing. <laughs> my bad. The second thing was that uh, he, my, my guy tried to say that other, that AEW lets their wrestlers wrestle wherever they want to wrestle. I had to hit him with three articles saying, of two articles saying of the poor people, the third article saying, yeah, we used to let people go, but I had to rethink that. I don't trust that anymore. And, and I had to literally give this man receipts for him to say, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And unless we forget the biggest deal that they, they that they did, John Moxley is not allowed to wrestle for another company on US TV. So that's why he couldn't wrestle for for New Japan. Yeah, 
That's number one, right? And that's fine. That's good business. It's okay to say, you know what? We had this thought initially, but it's not really going to work out well. That's okay. Just come out and say that. But, Ray, you talked about hive mentality, and I've ran this social experiment at numerous shows. I've ran it at house shows. I've ran it at WrestleManias and, and different shows. Whenever they play the national anthem or America the Beautiful, speaking of beautiful, I will look to my beautiful significant other and say, watch this. And then I start a USA chant. And then everybody in the crowd starts going, USA, USA. Like, it's that simple. And, you know, I love people on a, I love people on an individual level. Individually, people are pleasant, and they really give me hope for the species. But when you just start putting them in groups, then they start coming up with things like agendas and hierarchies. And that shit gives me the heebie-jeebies. And that's when shit goes off the rails. In any facet of anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Facts. And so, look, we can go on, on and 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 on about this. Uh, but I just, again, I have no issues with anybody having whatever opinion they want to have. That is your God-given right. Or if you don't believe in God, that is your legally given right. That's fine. But, like, understand that your words have power. And understand that you ain't always got to be right. Everything you, even when you're right, you ain't got to be right. Even when you're right, you might not be right. Like everything, like everything matters and then everything doesn't. And I know I'm saying a lot of cryptic shit, but if you know, you know. Like this shit ain't so important for us to literally be at each other's throats. It's not that important. And it ain't that important. Ain't none of us in the Khan family, ain't none of us in the McMahon family, ain't none of us, uh, um, uh, part of the Bushy Road family. None of us own enough stock that this shit really matters other than we care about it. And it's great that we care about it. But ultimately, they don't care about us the same way we care about them. So why are we fighting for them? We are fighting with them to the point where some people are like, hey, send me outside, cuz. It ain't that serious. It ain't that serious. Because you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to watch NXT on Tuesday starting next week. I'm going to watch AEW on Wednesday starting next week. Okay. I mean, my final words on this, and uh, I am getting to the point of tedium with uh, with wrestling Twitter because it's so fractured. Um, it's like every day you you you're stepping on landmines. There's going to be a war about something. My issue is, uh, and one of the worst things I uh, I hate in uh, any kind of social setting is echo chambers where you only listen to people with the exact same mentality as you. Yep. You don't, you don't uh, entertain the idea of debate or entertain the idea of other people having viewpoints or opinions that don't align with yours. I am all about debate. I have had amazing conversations with people where we are diametrically opposed in, in, in terms of, of viewpoints. But what wrestling Twitter is, is is doing to me now is making me want to come away from it. And it's making other people want to come away from it. And the only people who are going to be left are the same group of people who just all drink from the same cup, that all think the same, that all feel the same, that all act the same. And it, it's killing uh, the enjoyment of, of talking about wrestling for me. It's absolutely killing it. And Ray and I, we've had this conversation on numerous occasions. I don't give a fuck. 
I know eventually I'm going to say some shit that's going to piss people off and they're going to try to cancel me or whatever the case may be. I've but you know, that. I have been that twice. <laughs> I I speak my truth. You don't have to agree with me, but guess what? I don't give a fuck. And I'm going to keep talking this shit. You can like it. You can not like it. Whatever. You don't have to agree with me. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. That's literally the the tagline for our for the outsider's edge. Don't give a fuck. Um, gentlemen, we got a whole lot more we could talk about, but uh, we got to cut it off here. Um, I don't want to give you all a four-hour chair shot radio on Thursday morning, but we I try appreciate every you. week. We try to. <laughs> I give you this: if I if, if look if I could toot our own horn for a second, we are the only up. We are the only one of the of the days that gives you consistent damn near hour long content, new hour long. So that, you know that's not even by design. That's just by two people or three people coming on and just shooting the shit. Number one all, way to bury the rest of the site. But yeah, number yeah. two, I I understand. I, I get you, Mags. If you're going to talk to Ray, it, yeah, you, you better pull up a chair. You know what I mean, Bruce? Get, get some We're snacks. We're going to be here for a while. Get some snacks. We're going to be here for a while. <laughs> Platt, where, they can find, where can they find you, brother? Uh, you all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. Also, make sure y'all go to perversantees.com forward slash the chair shot. If you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at the chair shot, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content day in and day out here at the chair shot is by going to perversantees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t shirt. All you got to do is go to the site. I guarantee you, you're going to find a shirt you like, okay? Thechairshot.com. We're not just the website, we're a movement. Sports, entertainment, pregnant pause. And sports entertainment. Mr. Mags. Okay. Well, before I go through my spiel, uh, I want to give... Oh, uh, we're going to be here. Hey, get a, get a beer. We're going to be here a minute. You know I hold has... back now. I hold back now. Uh, <laughs> I want to give a shout Yeah, yeah I'm coming. If, 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 I don't want to... I, I apologize, Mags, if I make you uncomfortable, but tune in to Potter's War later on this evening. MJF, I'm coming for you, nigga. I missed that, my cuss button. That got us Um No, I want to. I want to give a shout out to um, two people who are keeping this this running. One of them has been the topic of what we've been going on about, uh, Greg. If you don't uh, rock with Greg, you there's something wrong with you mentally because this guy he, he lives and breathes wrestling. He's he's absolutely amazing. He gave Badlands a home. He's he's one of the one of the most genuine dudes in this in this game today. And then the second one. And we, we alluded to him earlier on the hardest working person on on um, on chair shop PC Tunnel. The guy is an absolute machine. He puts me to shame, and I'm on about forty five different podcasts. So yeah, I've got to give them two props. Uh, but follow me on on any other Twitter but wrestling Twitter at DJ Kirkben. I'll and I'll follow you. <laughs> the word on on Mags's Twitter, the words wrestling wrestle, and all these words are muted. <laughs> Come to them about MMA. <laughs> um, you know, you can find me at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in Dollars. Of course, follow the brand at Chair Shot Media. Every morning, every morning at 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern, because Central's the better time, you can see, ah, you can get uh, wonderful content, Chair Shot Radio, every morning, 
all of the heavy hitters from the chair shot and some of our best friends who are also heavy hitters hitting you with great content. Very, it's not all the same. You're not going to get seven days of why the her business broke up. It's all different. Enjoy it. Also, if I could big up, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. One of the best series going that I've seen in a long time, Mania Madness. Please go check that out. I gave up my spot for that. They are they come out at the Outsiders Edge spot. I gave it to them because it's that damn good. Go follow them every Friday at two at two p.m. Eastern, one uh, Central Time. Um, other than that, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Even if I even if I say fuck you as a fan, I love you as a person. Like how I flipped that. Look, I did that. Uh, anyway, for Mags, for Mr. Platt, for myself, we appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Mags, what would we like to tell the people? Always use your head. And also, put a sock in it, man. <laughs>